We rock your kinky world, cause Edley likes to party. He sponsors our shenanigans. Fuck yeah, bro. He's the bomb. Kathy, are you awake? Barely. I, I like pictured, I totally pictured you like right now, like all hung over in your bed <laughs> with like three random dudes just with like varying levels of nudity strewn across your bed. <laughs> and you're just like, what? I rang in the new year. Do you know how much I would give for that to be true? <laughs> would that be amazing? And you like, you're just like leaning over trying to wake yourself up and there's like a you know, a hard cock next to you, just, you know, sleep cock. And you're just like jerking it off going, I'm just getting it together, bug. Just give me a, <laughs> hang on a sec. I got to hang. Can, can we pause this for a minute? I got, I got to do something with this thing. I just got it. I realize that I'm sitting in front of Starbucks right now doing this giant jerking motion, like straight. <laughs> Why? Why do you insist on scaring the straights? I think you enjoy I, it. I think you I look for ways to do I it. Totally, it was not intentional. Uh-huh. I was just, I'm just, I'm just closing my eyes, picturing you there jerking off some fucking dude in your bed, you know, New Year's morning hungover. And I realized that I'm doing that, like literally doing that, like not low either, like straight up above the dashboard. Oh my god. So maybe well at least they know I'm not jacking off cuz I I you know though my penis is massive it is not uh, over- quite <laughs> it is not quite over the dashboard into the rear view mirror size. I think at, despite the amount of caffeine most of those Starbucks people having them. No amount of caffeine is going to rid that image in their head of you sitting in your car doing the jacking off motion. Well, what's better is when you're like tapping your screen or doing something on Pokemon Go and they're looking from behind. Like if they look at you from the back mirror, they can only see my shoulder and I'm tapping on my phone doing a raid or something going, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I realize I look and all they can see is my shoulder going. Chicka, 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 chicka. Oh, boogie. And I'm like, I'm playing a game. And they're all, yeah, it's the game of lewd in public, motherfucker. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording live on the first day of 2021, I am Kathy. And I am Count Boogie. Very excited to be doing this show. Kathy, what do you have as positive news for? Um, Positive news. Positive news. Well, uh, after, you know, I remember last week I hadn't really figured out if I was going to see Creative Explorer considering he had the COVID. Did you do it? I did, but not until we had another freaking negative feedback loop where we got into this total misunderstanding. And uh, I was like, man, what the fuck is up with us? Why do we do this all the time? So I ended up going to his place and we had a really really great discussion about why the fuck do we keep getting into negative feedback loops? Let's sit down and try and figure out there must be something that we're doing because they're happening with enough frequency that makes us realize, yeah, it's us. It's something we're doing wrong that if we could figure it out, we could see it coming and try and avoid it. So it actually ended, even though it was a negative feedback loop and nobody likes those, it ended up being a really good weekend because we had some great discussions and, and realized quite a few things about what we were doing that were eye-opening. We hadn't seen them before. Now, the, unfortunately, that meant it also meant that because the COVID was still kind of there and even though we had long past the CDC's recommendation, we were both still a little wary. So we, we weren't really in close contact. We weren't doing any kinky fun because we were maintain we weren't maintaining six foot distance but we were just being careful and so so there was no penetrato no penetrato but it is happening today because i'm heading over there oh wait no it's not because i threw my shoulder out again what God, i God, know it's, it's not it. one thing it's another it's ridiculous 
ridiculous. Why do you sabotage the vag? You know what? I didn't realize when I was reaching for my robe that I I was going to hyperextend my shoulder and sabotage the vag, but apparently that's what happened. I, I just don't know Why what to do say. Why a robe? <laughs> what is so important about a robe? I should just walk around naked. You're right. <laughs> but that's what you do at Creative Explorers. No, I was at home. I haven't even been there today yet. I haven't. I'm going to go there oh. later today, and I'm going to have to... You know, give him the bad news. No, you can't throw me on the bed, rip my clothes off because he likes to do that. And and you can't do any of that stuff. I'm, tie my hands behind my back. Sorry. I, maybe I could kneel and give you a blowjob, but you can't. No bondage, man. To where he's going to be like, okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Blowjob is a blowjob. <laughs> get to it. Guess we better get right on that. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bummer for you. He's always so concerned about your pleasure anyway. So I'm sure there'll be a tear running down his cheek. Just like an individual tear. Just sadness and running down his cheek. Where he takes his blood money blowjob. But, you know, it's okay. What are you going to do, Boogie? This shit happens. You don't see it coming. But compared to a lot of people on the planet right now that are, aren't doing that great, I get to go see my friend this weekend. I had a nice, relaxing, peaceful, uneventful holiday season. And, uh, it's so, I I can't complain. Well, that's pretty cool. I had a great time with Mew. And as we talked about last week, it was really nice to just, I'm going to give it, you know, a a B. I'll give it a solid B. Mm. You know, that as far as like, I mean, for the circumstance, for how long it had been since we'd seen each other, from how vanilla it was the first time to, you know, reconnecting and just spending nice time. She was studying most of the time because that's that's the zone she's in now. But it was still, it was really nice to be with her. It was really nice to have certain moments of grabbing her and dragging her away, which was, you know, that's how we used to be. So, you know, we did a lot of the caveman stuff and it was fun. We found a great anime. Uh, The Devil Works Part-Time at Fast Food, um, (laughs) which, which had this incredible story to it. You know, that wound up being so much fun. And that was one thing that we hadn't done in months and months and months. And so just sitting there being stupid, watching anime and mm. uh, feeding her. And then, of course, just dragging a knife down her back and having she was so happy about her knife marks the whole time I was there. <laughs> you know, she's are they still there? Are they still there? And I'm like, yes, you're still kinky. <laughs> and so. And then she felt vindicated that she proved to the perverted podcast audience that she was still kinky, you know. (laughs) So it was good. It was it was really good to just have some good kinky fun with Mew. And then now she's back. And and so, of course, she dramatically misses Daddy D. And, uh, you know, she'll cry for a couple months, you know, dreaming of my fat cock. Uh Maybe a couple uh, of hours. Well, (laughs) Seconds, what are you talking about? (laughs) Just seconds. I think medical school has the ability to shove everything out of her, everything else out of her head. Yes, and then I get her here and I shove it right back in. (laughs) Gotta get your kink right, all types on Fat Life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Today, Ferret comes to the rescue again with a post of his that I've been holding on to because, you know, even though I could probably read all Ferret all the time, I try and space them out. I find them and I put them in their own separate. Ferret has its own, his own separate you know, spreadsheet. His own little catalog. <laughs> but I got to admit, this one... This one, thumbs up, mega, mega, probably definitely is top three that I've ever read. Yes, it is an excellent one. He wrote a post called, Forget Good and Bad, Try Harmful Under These Circumstances, in which he says, 
but my dad's a good person, said my friend. This was, in many ways, objectively true. Her dad was the sort of guy who cared for his kids a lot, but also wanted to look good for the neighbors. So the moment my friend talked about her problems with anyone outside the family, if that information got back to her dad, she could expect a brutal phone call where he'd scream at her for an hour about, you don't betray family secrets and how could you let me down? And so when I was suggesting that maybe her dad was abusive on this front, my friend froze defensively and said, he's a good man. That's why I don't like labels about good or bad, because you have to shave off portions of people's personalities in order to fit them into those boxes. Nobody's entirely good or bad. And for my friend, the insistence that her dad had to be a binary form of good was causing her to overlook the ways in which her dad could be very, very bad. There's a societal tendency to play the game of good or bad. You see it in communities trying to st struggle with complex legacies of artists who were both helpful to certain people and also dismissive of other people. You see it in kink communities trying to vet play partners. Are they good or bad? Here's an uncomfortable truth. Some real bastards out there have specific repeatable circumstances where they are kind to people in ways that the binary doesn't allow for just as some sweethearts are helpful and loving and sweet until you set them off, at which point they'll leave deep, deep scars. The good-bad judgment is not a helpful framework. Instead, ask yourself, in which circumstance are these people good for me, and in what circumstance are they harmful? Mapping out both the safe zones and the danger zones is critical for any honest relationship, but you can't do it if you're spending your time trying to figure out which of the two slots they fit into. You have to recognize the truth. They can love you. They can support you. They can hurt you. Your job is to figure out where they hurt you and find ways to deal with that. Magical next level shit. Mm -hmm. Definitely next level being good to yourself. Just like last week, taking care of the property, taking care of yourself. Doesn't matter what side of the power exchange you are on. This is in my life where I made the difference between misery and better relationships, better quality of people, and not just that, but keeping people in my life that I can't have them in my life all the time. And being honest about that and being honest with them and then being able to keep the good things while avoiding the things that are toxic. Right. This is this is such this is such a next level of communication because it requires a lot of honesty and a lot of personal reflection. And it's just exciting. I'll let you go ahead and, and start first because I got a whole like thing. Well, I, I have a, um, there's two issues here that I really resonate with. And number one we've talked about before is that these kind of, of, of uh, things where you take these words um, like good or bad or respectful or trustworthy, things like that you characterize other people with and make them general. Like I, I'm so sick and tired of people saying things like, yeah, but you don't trust me. Well, you know what? Finish that sentence. Trust you to do what? I don't trust you to fix my car engine because you're not a mechanic. <laughs> I don't trust you to operate on me because you're not a doctor. Trust you to do what? Respectful of you in what way? Good or bad in what way? I think that you have to finish the sentence. I have a huge problem with that kind of generality where you say a word and you you paste it on that person's forehead and say, from now on, you're you're trustworthy. From now on, I respect you. From now on, I have great admiration for you. There are so many people in life that I can feel both things for depending on what aspect of their life I'm looking at. It is, I can say, almost without any question. Let me think. I'm, I'm going to make this statement even though I might reverse it later. But right now, this is one of the hardest one lessons I have ever learned in my life that it's possible 
for someone to be very good to you and very bad to you at the same time. We saw it, Boogie, when you and I underwent the trial of the century at Threshold, and we found people around us that, you know, are, weren't supportive of us at all. And I, if I had I not learned this fucking lesson, Boogie, I would have written those people off as pure evil. And the right. truth is, the people that I thought would come to my uh, aid and my rescue and didn't, didn't mean that they were bad people. These are still people who in the past have come to my aid, have come to my side, have repeatedly showed up when things went wrong. But in this particular instance, their need to do whatever or their weakness in this area led them to make choices that were extremely harmful to me. And so I took it with a grain of salt. I'm not perfect. I was extremely angry with them. I don't want them in my life again because the kind of harm they caused me was not something I can get over. But I'm not going to be stupid enough to say this is the worst person on the planet. Sure. And I have been hurt over and over and over again by people who I thought were friends that turned out they really weren't at, until at some point I had to really look at it and go, you know, you can't go through life throwing people away in the trash can just because they weren't 100% perfect to you and 100% friends. Everybody has that ability to harm you because you've, you've butted heads in an area in which you guys aren't compatible. And I've talked about this too. If you, if you become roommates with somebody, if you, if you work with someone, if you embark on a financial uh, a road with somebody, uh, if you uh, get married to somebody, if you decide you're going to have a primary relationship with somebody, things come out that you had not anticipated. And suddenly this person that you love is pissed off at you because you aren't behaving the way you they thought you would working together as employees, as, as co-employees. You know, it goes on and on. I Really, I could go on and on and give you example after example in my life of things where that has happened. Sure. And and I really had to learn that lesson really the hard way. And so I love this post because in particular, rela- personal intimate relationships, you can't go through life assuming that your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend is absolutely perfect because then you will gloss over the parts where they fuck you over. Absolutely. We've talked about this multiple times on the show that no human on earth, none, none, zero, yet, is worth 100% trust because they're all human. Right. And they are going to make a mistake and they are going to do things from their own selfish point of view from time to time. Or they're not going to be proactive in something that when you really need them. Or they're going to just do something shitty. Every human is going to have that moment. I don't care how pure and wonderful and considerate you are. Nobody gets 100% trust because that's how your relatives molest your children. That's how that denial of placing that 100% trust on somebody makes it so when they fuck up, you now look like an asshole. So you have to deny what they did. In order to not look like an asshole because you said you trust them 100%. So I absolutely agree with you. Never trust anyone 100% and make every trust that you give someone, like you said, situational. Mm -hmm. Not going to trust you to fix my car or or do surgery on me, but you you have consistently shown me that you are good in my life for this. I have three relationships I'm going to tap on really quick to where I have made adjustments to those relationships to continue the relationships with those people. The first one is fucking Leah. Leah and I are now back to talking on the phone every day. We do all of our joking, our shit talking. Um, we're, it's like nothing. It's like I never stayed there. I mean, we have inside jokes because I stayed there for three months with her and her mom and, you know, the kid and the dog and all that shit. But I cannot live in a house with Leah Spencer. We've been friends for 16 years. She is in constant fight Karen mode to protect her health against idiots that want to kill her in the hospital. She has a history where she has never learned the type of communication that you and I have learned. We have joked about it. We have talked openly about it. She has no desire to have that level of communication. I can't live with somebody like that. I just can't. 
you know, I can't. So I had to go. But once I did, now we're exactly back to the same level of friendship we were because there are things that she is great for in my life and she's a great support and we can talk very openly about a lot of things and vent our frustrations and there's a camaraderie there and she's also very giving and generous and she's been very supportive person in my life but I had to be honest to say there is no way I can keep living here we will this is not healthy for me the second relationship is Kathy. Uh-oh. You. Ah. Uh, and and most listeners don't know this. You and I don't really talk anymore other than the show. I think we talked about this specifically on the show, how we and, were. Yes. And not to, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, to bring it back briefly, on the show, for whatever reason, I can achieve fantastic intimacy with you. I can achieve a level of vulnerability and honesty. And yeah, all the jokes and shit talking and whatever is magical and fun and it makes it entertaining. And if you called me and said you needed a ride to the hospital, I'd go take you to the fucking hospital. I would, I would be there for you. If you need money, I'll give you my last two cents. I, I believe we have that level of friendship Yes. Down. Yeah. But as far as a lot of our personal views and our approaches to life and our approaches on how we deal with solutions and things like that, there are incredibly toxic differences between us and we have nasty fights. Yes. So. And we have both reached in, in several of our fights, reached the precipice where if we continued to argue, we would lose the good part of our friendship. Yes. And we both decided to pull back. That's a you're you're bringing up an absolutely perfect example of this. Yes, and but that took a lot of honesty because a lot of people are going to be butthurt. You know, a lot of people are like all or nothing. You know, it's like oh well, if you don't want the good, you know, if you can't take the good with the bad, then that's that's just you, you're cherry picking. It's not really a relationship. And I think in our case. This was two people. I don't want to call us mature because that just sounds awkward. But let's just say we had the maturity enough to see that there is something between us that is very real and very beneficial. It's like not only are we mom and dad with our kids, the perverted podcast listeners, but there is a lot we can support each other on the show I find myself really cheering for you when you uh, make good decisions, when you do things that are proactive for Kathy. I can, you know, there's a lot of things we have and we have figured out a way to keep that very, very important intimacy that we have while at the same time just saying, you know, we have to be honest and say this part doesn't work. Right. And it's also very telling because I've had to do the same thing with a let's say it's a family member of mine i'm going to say not going to go into too much detail where we we embarked on a financial uh, arrangement together which did not turn out well um neither one of us lost money it's just that it was very clear at the end that i had disappointed this family member greatly they had expected me to behave in a certain way to do things a certain way and i didn't and they judged me for it i could have lost this friendship and then this 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 person was very, very important to me. I could have walked away because she was very upset with me and I could, but I didn't want to. And I, by that time I had learned that lesson in my life and realized we suck at that part of our relationship. It's never going to happen again. Uh, but I am not ready to lose this family member because I have, I don't have that much family and I don't have even that many friends that I enjoy. And this happens to be one of them. And I, I've talked about this on the show where I firmly believe healthy relationships need to have a certain amount of distance. You have to decide how much distance you keep from that person. And every step you take closer to involving yourself in this life, in their lives, is that step close, is, is closer to an intimacy level that you better be damn sure you can sustain. And it took a tremendous amount of effort for me to swallow down my bitterness and my anger. And whenever I saw this person to instead 
try and remember that feeling I had before we had the fallout. And through a lot of that, we're now back where we were. Things will never be the same. Uh, but we're at least the, the, the place where we're we're back to enjoying each other and really respecting each other. And I'm very glad that you and I were able to do that, Boogie. Absolutely. Because there's so much about our interactions and our relationship that I enjoy. We just have to stay away from that area in which we don't aren't compatible. Why is that such a big fucking deal? Why do people consider that so difficult? Like it's a failure if you have to do that. When I was living with my uh, old girlfriend... I said, let's let's keep this relationship. Why don't we move out? It seems that that us having moved in together is not such a great thing because we're running into financial issues in which I, I'm starting to not respect you. And to her, that was a failure. That was that was going backwards. And I thought, man, if we could just been able to do that, we may have extended that relationship a lot longer because I wasn't really that ready to let it go. But unfortunately, people just see that as, as a bad thing. Well, I think what is beneficial that you and I are a good example for, and I'm going to toot our horn because I think it takes (laughs) a lot of work. Maybe it takes a lot of being beaten down. It takes you being willing to look in the mirror and say, I have flaws. Some of the personalities and characteristics that I exhibit are toxic to some people. And people don't want to admit that. They want to believe that the amount of good that they do for people should wash away the bad. And that you should accept them as good because we have that binary that that Ferret talked about. And it takes a person with a lot more inner strength, I'm going to say, fuck everyone that doesn't. It takes a lot of strength to be able to say, I may be toxic for this person in certain ways, which is my relationship with Mew. It is 100% why I did not go to Michigan. She asks me every fucking week to move in with her and to rekindle this 24-7 thing. And I say no, and sometimes she gets hurt by this. And I'm like, I am a wreck. I am toxic. I have to hold my shit together so I can give to you in our visits and on the phone every day. I have to really, you know, stuff down a lot of negative stuff. And she's like, well, it should be up to me to decide. And I go, no, you are not the only one involved in this. I get to decide what I can handle. And the guilt and shame and self-hatred that I have to exhibit almost every day of my life while you're in med school studying for some of the most important things that a human could study for, I don't want to feel guilt and shame every day because I'm constantly raging and toxic and confused and mental illness and all of these things. That makes me feel like an awful person. So I had to pull myself back out of that relationship So that way I could build the energy and build the strength to give her some genuine love. But if it was 24 hours a day, there's no way I can keep that down. I know what I was like when we lived together. And she had to put up with a lot of not directed at her, but she was there. So I had to admit that I was toxic in that relationship. And I don't want to have it be when she's, you know, a little bit older that she's like, yeah, that was actually a bad thing for me to do. Right. Right. This is a, yeah, this is a great uh, topic. We've, we've stumbled into here. Thanks to ferret as usual. And it's again, one of those things that it's about relationships. It can, uh, you know, it can, it can really, be describing any part of your life, but in DS or in any kind of power exchange or, or, or polyamory, it's just another one of those skill sets that it, you, if you don't have, are going to make your power exchange or your polyamorous relationships so much harder because you're already dealing with issues of jealousy and, and edge play and going to places that, that you normally stay away from in your own head that you have to have an ability to make these skill sets solid in your life in order to, I think, have a, a successful relationship. 
Absolutely. And I think once you do have that skill, I can literally now see nine relationships in my life where I've done this, where Bunny had to back off because she's like, I have my own toxicity and I know you're struggling, so I don't think that's good. Still love Bunny to death. She didn't come over because her brother got COVID in another state and then the mom got freaked out. She lives with the mom. So she couldn't come and visit us on Christmas. Aww. But we have but we have a situation that's the same thing. We had to back away from our level of connection, but it's still there. The love is still there. And as long as you're not butthurt about it, I mean, that's really the magic of this tool to just let go of the butthurt and the hundred percent all or nothing and say, how do I keep this person in my life? I have so many relationships in my life where I'm like, yeah, I don't really get along with that person that well like this, but we can experience and support each other in, in ways that keep that going. And what, once you have that tool, I, you get to have the, the best of the best and not suffer, but both of you have to be into it. Right. If one person is into it and the other is like all or nothing, it's not going to work. And at that point, you have to say, well, if if my dad is this toxic, is inheriting whatever I think I'm going to inherit worth it? Right. Or do I leave? You know, at some point you have to decide what's in it for me, what's in it for them. Because if you're just sticking around someone because you're going to get an inheritance or or something like that, that relationship is already you're not putting anything good into that anyway. You know, it's just, uh, you got to make those decisions for yourself. Just, this is just a huge mega good tool, but it starts with you being willing to admit that you're human. Yeah. Good topic. There is your chance to catch us off guard. Or try to embarrass us. We don't care. Throw in a personal question. And we'll give you an answer on Ask the Host. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. You, know, you know what I think is hilarious about this segment? What? I don't think you're going to find it hilarious, but I laugh out loud when I think about this. We put up questions like, ask Kathy and Boogie anything. They'll answer any of your questions as if we're like so popular and so famous that people would just love to ask me and then it's like crickets two people right no in, it's not it. <laughs> it's not they ask questions i have questions I don't think anybody is that interested in us <laughs> we just don't have a giant audience Kathy. oh wait it's a i know what it is you know what it is but, i just realized but. it's like that old saying why why would anyone pay for the cow if you're giving the milk away for free? We talk incessantly about ourselves. Why do they need to ask us anything when all we have to do is open our mouths and we start yap, yap, yapping? No, you know, Kathy, it's surprising because <laughs> I see these questions and it's like we do. We're very open and vulnerable and talk about, you know, a lot of deep, intimate stuff. But there are definitely things that I see in these questions that I'm like, I haven't talked. These two questions, well, one of them, yeah, we asked that. Um, <laughs> but the other one, I was like, you know, that's a good discussion because it, it, I think other people can relate to it. And, and I haven't answered that question. So it is good. God damn it. <laughs> negative fucking nasty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is, ladies and gentlemen of Perverted Podcast, this is the uphill battle I go. With Kathy. Oh, my God. Nobody like, feels sorry this. for you. I want to do this, Kathy. Yeah, let's do it. You do it. And then she's going <laughs> to kerperker all over it. Why? You know what? If you're relying on my enthusiasm for your project, you're in a lot of fucking trouble, man. I stopped a while ago, young lady. <laughs> Such a victim. <laughs> I no longer rely on you. <laughs> I don't. It's me and the listeners and that Kathy chick just sits in and says some cool shit every now and again. You know, you have to call me that from now on, that Kathy chick. <laughs> that Kathy chick that just sits in. I mean, I can't kick her out because she's she's cool, you know, but I don't rely on her. <laughs> I don't rely on her for enthusiasm anymore. <laughs> oh so God. Jekyll and Mr. Dom asked, 
the question, and now you have to be honest because I'm going to be honest. I will be honest. Have you ever masturbated to the thought of each other? Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that was my answer. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. Now, oh, no, the real I will truth. tell. I will tell you. Okay. That I I how 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 mean do you want me to be? How honest do you want me to be? Because if I'm really honest, it's going to be come honest. Out really mean. Well, okay. Be honest. Go ahead. Okay. I have literally. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay, an I'm anticipation? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. I just figured I'd start crying now so I could get the sympathy. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Not only have I never thought about it, but the. Just reading that question acted as and made my clit just shrivel up and go, nope, never having sex again. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you're a deterrent to sex. If a thought of you comes in my head, bam. (laughs) I'm good at something. (laughs) Count Boogie is sex away. I was, that's what you... <laughs> sex away. That's my new. That's my new job. I sell sex away. It is me. I walk into a room and people are like, "Yeah, let's go to school or something." Let's, let's get a I new have, career. I have a uh, a guess as to what you're going to say. And what would that guess be? Well, it's it's either one of two things you're going to say. Either. Yeah, she's a woman with a pussy and I'm a perv. Of course, I'm going to think about it, but I could replace her face with anybody's as long as there's a pussy. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've thought about it because she drives me fucking crazy and all I want to do is slam her hard and beat the crap out of her and that way I could get my tension out. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a whole spectrum that you talked about and then there's a couple in between that are are there i've actually uh yes yes kathy you have been included in the fodder Um, no yes yes sex away comes for you now (laughs) mischief managed that's what i'm gonna call you from now on sex away is patronus that's my new spell on kathy but no, I mean, honestly, I've had different types of fantasies. My fantasies are very, like, 75 different people. It is very rare that I can keep my mind focused on one person. They literally form into other people and half parts, and it becomes very silence of the lammy and, you know, um, but yet sexy. Not like rotting, you know, flesh corpse silence, but just definitely people morph into other people. And so if I'm thinking about it, if I'm watching porn, I can kind of try to find the spot and then, you know, get the job done. But um, I have had fantasies about you in different ways. There's been actually some just teasy make you come fantasies. Oh, my God. You know, just to like shut you the right. fuck up, you know, because exactly. you're annoying. Um, you know, like maybe if I just make this bitch come, she'll fucking be less of a Kathy. And, you know, just like, bro. Then, of course, there's been some like humiliation, like, oh, it'd be hot to use the, the dildo on a stick with you and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you well, know, okay, put so you I, in your. I have a question though. When that pops okay. up, is it fat jiggly me or is it just another version of me? Physically. No, it's Kathy. Oh, it's okay. Kathy. Yeah. So no, I, I've I've had sex with you and and then versions of you, and uh, got it. You know, and then of course I've had I've had fantasies where um, I get power because this is all just a giant alien video game anyway. <laughs> so they can restructure things and they give me the ability to have a certain amount of partners on an island for a certain amount of years. There's a trillion variations of that one because I get to kill all the bad people and, you know, just have my island with 10,000 women. And so I'm (laughs) able to have Kathy there because we got to do a show because it's, you know, I got thousands of people. We're still going to do a show. Of course, it's going to be all women. Um, But I get to then kind of convert you into the best version of you physically. Wow. I'd like that. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's not. I didn't say it was. I was. I was out that's to get a, you. You know, that's I don't, a good I don't fantasy. You in, 
Yeah. And then I get to make you like it, whatever your age is. And then we can kind of work on what things that, oh, if I, you know, because we'd always love to change certain ass. Well, at least I do because I'm ugly. Um, so there's certain <laughs> things that I would fix or change or, you know, make different. And so it's fun to explore that. Right. Ultimately, I'm very happy with my personality and your personality. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fuck you with a stick. It's good. It's good times. (laughs) Perverted podcast listener segue. I am so excited for the magic. The magic, the after. Wait, isn't it Unger? Yes, Boogie. When, when is Krampus day? That's already passed. Did we miss Krampus? Yes, it was, it's the beginning of the month. That's sixth. Oh, my God. So did you go out and terrify children across the land? We can't go out right now, Buggy. How are you supposed to wreak havoc and terrorize children if you can't go out? I, I do a decent job just sitting at home. <laughs> Fair enough. People drive by, see me sitting here, freak out, get in an accident <laughs> looking at me. Um, do you just sit on your porch? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Do you have like the suspenders and overalls and then you can like sit there and then you could put like a leather face mask on? <sighs> of course I do. But I don't have a leather face mask, but I do have my scarecrow masks, which um, freak people out anyway. <laughs> that is a perfect Christmas gift to your neighborhood. Yeah. Hello, Mel. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. That is very good. Now then, you were uh, slightly late. Unger is here. uh, Glorious Perverted Podcast listeners. Unger is here to the delight of our listeners. Aki, I guess, had to be somewhere um, getting a giant dildo uh, inserted somewhere or something. (laughs) See, 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 Krampus came and got her. There was a mix up um, (laughs) between Santa and Krampus. They, They think it happened in accounting, but it might be IT. Um, and she's <laughs> stuck in a sack somewhere and not <laughs> hating it. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Aki's like, oh, poor me. I got abducted by Krampus on Christmas. <laughs> that would be horrible. But it's nice that you're here to fill in. And then, of course, Unger and I have been sitting here kind of chewing the fat while Mel just casually decides to show up whenever. I'm so. Sorry. You- Muse sitting next to me here on the boat, and I'm like, so can we talk to Mel, sir, to get her to spank her tits for being late? And Muse like, 15 swats for each tit. So I just want you to know, Mel, that we're going to be writing a letter to your sir for tardiness, but at least Unger and I have had a wonderful conversation. So who has had the most kinkiest Christmas season besides Uh me? Well, I uh, recently did have my first uh, wax play scene. Oh, really? Yeah, it was lots of fun. More fun than I expected, actually. We used a uh, paraffin blend that was uh, low temp. It was like 110 to 120 Fahrenheit. He took the wax and melted it over a double boiler with a uh, food thermometer to uh, monitor the temperature. You know, safe, safe, of course. Very good. He put down a tarp in the living room and we did it standing up and he would um, take a ladle full at a time and, uh, you know, make sure I was okay. And then, you know, pour a ladle full on at a time. And it was a lot of fun. I found out that my uh, side boobs are more tender and the more tender, the more I giggle. Ah, very good. <laughs> um, we, we, we. Did a, covered it covered it really good, and then we would peel one off, and then we did it again. And yeah, I took pictures. Um, actually, there's one up on the uh, Instagram if somebody wanted to go and check it out. Really? I why, why did I not get alerted to this? Is this a picture of garbage can Mel's waxed boobies? Yes, <laughs> with my peepee zams button. Oh my god. Why yeah. am I not informed of these things? I get to finally <laughs> see Mel boobies. Well, kind of. They're- well, that is great. And first off, I will say I love the fact that Unger and I got to hear, because Unger and I have been doing this a long time, that you talked about the temperature and having a thermometer and about how you did things safely. And then we're able to put, and then, of course, that you put down a tart because wax gets fucking everywhere. Um, yes. You, you covered all of your bases and then was able to have magical fun 
with the wax play. <laughs> It makes me feel like all these years have actually meant something, Boogie. Yeah. I think so, too. Like, we've been, you and I have been like, well, the temperature and, oh, you know, paraffin can be at 7,000 different temperatures. So just (laughs) saying paraffin doesn't mean it's not going to be, you know, too hot or blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden people, when they talk about their wax play, Unger, I feel very vindicated. Me, Me too. Me too. It feels good. Validation. Validation. You had a great time. You mm-hmm. got the right wax, you did the temperatures, and there's pictures of your fucking tits somewhere <laughs> on the internet that I can now perv. Yes. Um, they're they're pretty covered with wax, so it's not really all that risque, but you know, still. I have an imagination, <laughs> Mel. You can show me, li- if you put on like a potato sack, <laughs> I could literally be like, I can see boob shape there. I can see boob shape. <laughs> Yeah. Unger, did you have any kink this holiday? Uh, uh, yeah, I did. But a quick note on Mel's thing. Also, personally, I'm a big fan of like you know laundry and stuff like that. So not having the nakedness and actually having it covered is sometimes more of a thing for some people who are into things like that. Very yeah. true. Sure, sure, so, sure. Uh, we did a we, we had a couple of of nights of kink. Uh, one of them we actually did on the Discord chat server live. Um, I tied Aki up with Christmas lights. <laughs> well, ho, ho, holiday fucking cheer. Exactly. We had about 100 feet of Christmas lights. I did wrists and then up around her, the back of her neck um, and chest. And then I did uh, legs in pretty much a uh, like a frog tie type position. Okay, good. So, yeah, we did that. While we were chatting with people in the Discord chat. That's such a pleasant conversation <laughs> starter. Yeah. Now, was there any spanking or kink or vibrators or anything included uh, in that? No, just the bondage was the point of that one. And the whole, you know, all the pretty lights. And I've learned that you need to be careful with this uh, because some people, anyone with uh, photosensitivity, it can really trigger them. And... Oh, because of flashing lights and things like that? Flashing lights. And we were just using solid lights, but still with the movement and things, they can flash, especially being so close to the face. Um, Oh, okay. Because you have the lights right next to you. Especially like her hands were up basically at her chest and and tied with lights. So they're right there. So movement there is going to cause the lights to change color, the intensity of the different colors. Um, So I don't want to do too much with that because you have to be careful. Right, right, right. So is Aki... Is Aki in that category, or she she kind of spaced a little from it? Right, she didn't have a, a bad thing, but yeah. So once again, never even really considered that, and now another safety tip for the kids: mm-hmm. safety is uh, watch for the flashing lights so you don't have <laughs> yeah. your partner have a seizure while in uh, Christmas light bondage. Yeah, actually, she had mentioned when we, were, when we were putting up lights on the tree, not to use the flashing mode on the lights because it might set her Trigger. off. So I'd had that already in my head. Fun. So you got the, we got this Discord thing that's still yeah. going on, and Mew mm-hmm. says that the Discord's actually been pretty active recently. Very. Is there anything going on in the Discord with you guys? Well, since our last segment, I think we've gotten thirteen new members. So yeah. Uh- Wow! Very good. We're finding us. That's that's very good. good. So, uh, any uh, any cool discussions going on? Um, well, in the spirit of the season, uh, <laughs> you know, the give material things to express love holiday times th- season. You know, um, we did uh, have a good discussion of gifts to give that would be more meaningful than you know things that you would buy or you know whatever things that would be regifted or returned for store credit. Um, things like active service. Oh. Both kinky and not. That's very cool. So, like, um, instead of buying people crappy gifts, you're giving acts of service, kind of like yeah. little, you know, coupon. Like, do you get any examples? Or Yeah, we had lots of examples. Um, suggestions like uh, boot blacking, car detailing, um, razor, tea, cigar service, you know, various services. Um, then things that were not so kink related, but still a service like um, spa day with uh, homemade bath and massage oils and scrubs, hot towel facials, uh, preparing baked goods or a charcuterie board. However you say that. Charcuterie. 
Shark shark cooter? Shark yeah, the shark coochie. <laughs> Here's a shark cooter for you. Shark Merry Christmas. Boards. Because, you know, them sharks, they got a nice cooter, and, uh, you know, maybe you want to partake. I don't know. It's a different kind of sushi. Those kids, very creative, those Discord kids. Yeah, lots of lots of things to get the gears going, and now that the holidays are over, you can start planning for next year. Well, that's cool. So, like, I know I've done, like, coupons with the girls, like, uh, I think Easter, you know, you put little things in the eggs, you know, free five-minute massage, and, you know, here's an orgasm or, a, you know, you know, kinky stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is actually, you know, to be honest, I don't do gift exchanges. I'm not, and it's not just because, you know, I'm poor now. Whether I have money or not, I don't really like gift exchanges of material things. I really respond better to the type of thing you're talking about, Mel, where because there's intention behind it and there's not that kind of competition for it has to be this, so I got to buy you this or whatever, it's much, it just seems more genuine when somebody, you know, takes time to do something like that for you, like, oh, I'm going to give you a 10 minute massage or, you know, or if you, if you're good with a straight razor, um, I'm going to give you a shave or something. I mean, surely a better memory than soap on a rope. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's very, very cool. Anything else going on in the Discord? Recently, we've had a, a couple of topics on uh, self-collaring and people asking questions about uh, our opinions and, you know, people's different anecdotal you know, stories and things on, on the act. Um, I guess the most common thing that people think is that people will do it as an act of uh, I'm single, but I still own myself kind of thing. Oh, right. Very yeah. good. But there were, there were other, there were other reasons that people gave that were, you know, really valid and really, you know, empowering and I'm all for it. <laughs> no, it was self collaring. I mean, being around the, the Gotham industrial scene, everyone did it. It's a fashion statement. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of reasons to do it, whether it's, you want people to leave you alone, just leave you alone, or you want to do it because you're working on improving yourself so that you can be a better sub. That's, that's one of the other ways that, that, you know, I've kind of done it in the past. So it's kind of like holding yourself accountable. It's like, this is a symbol to me that I am on the path to become better. And it's kind of like uh, what Kathy and I talked about last week, which like taking care of the property where you're actually, you're not in that relationship, but you are building yourself up in preparation to be in a relationship like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually very, very cool. I mean, we've talked about self collaring on the show a little bit and for all the reasons that you guys are talking about, but I really enjoy just making that commitment to yourself. And I know there's been a lot of debates in the community over the years, which I think is just pure bullshit. You should wear a collar for any fucking reason you want to wear a collar. Exactly. If it, you know, whether it's for fashion or it's a self commitment. Exactly. But I really do like the fact that there's that little thing. It's like your, you know, your personal daily gold star. And I guess, uh, Mel, you said Aki was talking about other things, not necessarily wearing a collar, because obviously people go to work, they school, uh, wearing a collar might bring up questions they're not ready to answer, that there are other things that people can use for that same kind of symbolism, like a certain ring or a bracelet or an earring or things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, even tattoos and things, I've seen people uh, use those as signifiers. So Fantastic. Just kind of your kind of your own preference yeah piercings yeah piercings absolutely well that is very very exciting (laughs) glad to see things are going if people are trying to find the discord the perverted podcast glorious discord mel unger where would they go uh the uh link is in the uh fet life group or just pervertedpodcast.com there is a uh, discord link there that should take you directly to the uh, discord and you can sign up and answer our little questionnaire and as soon as that's all squared away we will poof you into the rest of the server with all of us other crazies ah glorious glorious you guys it was great talking to you um unger if you check on aki in her sack um 
mm-hmm. let her know we missed her. But it is really good to hear from you, Unger. Everyone misses you. Man, and uh, just just great to hear your voice. You guys, until the next time, let us convene to our kinky corners and find new mayhem to fill Woo! our lives with. Always <laughs> looking for mayhem. Let chaos reign. That is the end of show 292, ushering us into the new year. We can only hope there's good news awaiting us in 2021. But no matter what, barring even the worst of circumstances, like a zombie apocalypse where Boogie and I are having our guts eaten out of our bodies, we will find a way to record for you. <laughs> Visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider becoming a supporter. And don't forget to open up your laptop and write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com because we, as always, God damn it, we love hearing from you guys. Kathy, I will just say... We survived 2020 and did not miss one single show. We are still on our perfect record of 292 shows. I would like to make it to 300 shows without missing a week or having some emergency that we can't get the show up. But we did survive 2020. It's now 2021, which is just a day. I know it's like a brain amoeba thing or a a brain uh, placebo thing. And so it's just another day. But it is a chance to say, hey, there was a significant challenge to all of us, and we did get through that challenge. There's a new challenge that goes every day, but it is possible to survive shit. Humans are very tenacious. We have much more strength than we give ourselves credit for. The topic today was exceptional. Take some time. Think about your relationships. Think about what you have to offer someone and what they have to offer you. And if you have to have that conversation to make yourself happier, to give yourself more strength and power to handle the shit in life that is beyond our control, do it. There is enough suffering in your life. You don't need to suffer more. Make good decisions for yourself. We love you. Looking forward to a new year, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. It sucks to pay rent. It's a universal quote, but it sucks worse when your share of the rent goes up your girlfriend's nose. Even though she is a junkie, she has an honest face. So putting her in charge of all the bills might have been a
insist I pay with cash. So now I'm broke again, but you know. I'm 